Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys of the Coppin Everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Copper and Fracas, powered by Social Media Group. I am your host, Chris. Uh, today I am joined by Julian Mush and Ellis to talk about all things LFC. Uh, before we do, kind of get stuck into the, the, the post-mortem inquest that we're about to do uh, in regards to the, the recent Liverpool game. I've lost my notes. That's fantastic stuff. Um, capitulation. I've capitulated just like how Liverpool did against Real Madrid. So I'll get around to doing all the Patreon stuff later on. If you are watching on YouTube, please hit subscribe and hit the hit the little bell. I don't know how many times I need to say this in terms of subscribing to the YouTube page. It seems like I'm doing it three times every single week. Harold's doing the exact same thing. So people need to start subscribing to the YouTube or else there's going to be problems. There's going to be people sent around to your house and you're going to be made to sign up to the YouTube page by force. Um, but let's get stuck into it. Let's get stuck into it, boys. Uh, Liverpool have lost to Real Madrid. Three of their goals to one of our goals. Um, there's no way of saying it, really. Uh, we were playing in the Real Madrid B-team ground and we played like a B-team. We were awful. We were just we were diabolical for the first forty five minutes of that game. A lot of bows in the comments. A lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of, a lot of nastiness coming through, man. You know, hashtag be kind and all that goes right out the window whenever <laughs> Liverpool lose. So um, let's just get stuck into it. Um, else, I'll start with you. When the, when the team sheet came out, we, we thought it was actually a, a fairly good eleven on paper. Um, Kiter in the eleven. 
uh, for Thiago was a bit of a surprise um, for, for me, really. But when you do look at it and what he could possibly offer in terms of pressing onto the central midfielders of Real Madrid, it did make sense. Obviously, Jota for Firmino was a consensus, um, consensus change across the board. Expectations versus reality. How are you feeling now in terms of that 11 being, being named? Um, obviously, still on paper, those players are good, but like, um, that performance later put in for 41 minutes was absolutely diabolical and he should be lashed and he should be sectioned to whatever village he's from because that was so bad. Um, we didn't even start well. We didn't start well. Real Madrid just took the game by the scruff of the neck. They started quicker. They had the intensity. They used the ball. They moved the ball quicker. They used it better. Um, it, took, it took Liverpool a long time to just try and get a hold of the get a hold of the game, and it really helped that we wasn't pressing well. Um, our passes were sloppy. Every other pass was to a Real Madrid player, so those things don't help. So I just think that just carried on for majority of the half, and before we knew what happened, we were two 0 down, and. Um, I, I'm a person, yeah. I'll prefer I'll prefer if a team absolutely cuts us to shreds, like when they pass it in the midfield, is just cutting us all up. But when it's just one long ball over the top, at, at this level of football, it is absolutely disgusting. It's so bad. I hate that shit, man. This ain't Sunday league. This ain't like no offense to anyone who supports a League One team. This ain't like League One or anything. Do you know what I mean? You're just, and you're allowing players this, like this, 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 this isn't Port Vale. You know what I mean? It's literally it's the antithesis of every single goal that you see on you know goals on Sunday when it's a, a League One or a League Two encounter. It's literally, literally someone's hoofed it from the back, and um, it's just it's, it's someone's just had a tidy finish. But you just, yeah, sorry, Alex, go on. You were you're unloading yeah, the cliff, brother. Yeah, that's just it. Yeah, it was just like you get you're giving someone like Tony Cruz. So much time in the ball, fam. This is an elite footballer. It's a World Cup winner. How, how dare you give him like twenty minutes to like pick up his head and look for a pass over the top? It's easy for him. I mean, it's so easy for him. And um, I, I, I think Liverpool's they didn't start off well. They were just on the back foot. And when we did get the ball, we moved it so slow. We were so sluggish. We couldn't find the front men. So yeah, on paper the team was quite. Rough. The application was diabolical, man. Let's get into that first half performance because it was Mariah absolutely shocking. Up, man. <laughs> Sorry, I know it's Mariah. I'm getting, I'm getting calls up, from Mariah. <laughs> Mariah's <laughs> calling me mid-pod. Oh, man, shut up, man. Shut up, Mariah, bro. Sorry, question. I'm trying to post these comments, but, I mean, there's, there's just so many. Uh, what a barnet on Krish. What a lad. What can I say? Uh, it, was, it, was, it was hair day in the Christian household, so, you know, this is a freshly washed and conditioned barnet. Um, <laughs> Mush, Mush looks in need of Jura Club, and it's quite funny. He's, he's, he's going to be the person up next. Oh. Talk, talk us... The, the first... As soon as the first five minutes of that game kind of got underway, we were so sloppy in possession. And I thought, you know what, might, might just be nerves, might just be the team trying to adapt and see how... You know, maybe, maybe Real Madrid have caught them off guard. But my word, they were fucking diabolical, man. I just... Awful. Yeah. Just, just absolutely... <laughs> just, 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 just talk us through the... <laughs> just talk us through the, uh, the, the, the sloppiness of, of that first half performance because I haven't seen anything like that for, uh, for for quite a while and this has been quite a terrible season in terms of the performances 
Yeah, man. Um, hello, everyone in the comments. As I can see, you are active. You are active in the search for my pain, and I'm going to give you it now. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I, I just, you know, what was so disappointing was if this was a, and I constantly talked about this on the fight card that we had last uh, on Friday before the Arsenal game, which was, I think, we all kind of believe that this team has moved on from the nonsense that we saw around January and February time. And, and we were coming out of that and we'd won three in a row and the ball was moving a lot better. There was a lot more tempo. The the midfielders were moving the ball a lot better. But my goodness me, second to every challenge, misjudging every ball in the air, every time the ball was switched over, and I'm not going to isolate Trent on this because they were getting in behind Robertson just as much as well. It just felt like, why Why was it that it felt like Madrid were 2-1-1 on one in every position on the pitch? I, I think some blame has to go, I mean, I don't ever like doing it, but Jurgen Klopp has to take some blame with how we set up because there's no way we should look so so many levels below Madrid intensity-wise. Because like you guys have all said before we even came online, like, we, yes, the technical level of these players are legendary in some ways, but there's no yeah. way we should be outdone for energy, outdone for ideas. And, like, there was no... Like, there's never going to be 11 players on the pitch who are all playing well at the same time. But I have never seen the midfield unable to get it to the front men. The front men not able to make the ball stick. My goodness, I remember there was one pass to Salah, one pass where Salah had the ball. He just needed to roll it to Jota 10 yards ahead of him. Couldn't do it. Jota had the touch of a trampoline in the first half. Sadio Mane spent the whole first half with his arms up in the air saying, why always me? It was it was the most embarrassing. And, and it's like Ellis said, like we looked like we didn't belong on that at the level today. And that, that was the most embarrassing thing I think we there should be no time we can be outplayed we can be beaten but it's embarrassing when you don't look like you belong in the Champions League knockouts and that's what it looked like today especially in that first half completely agree with everything you just said there uh, uh just just an awful awful performance and it's like, it's like you said I mean we we did applaud the technical ability of Ramage's central midfielders including Casemiro in that as well who I thought was um was, 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 it was it was fantastic this evening um when you compare it to Fabinho who's probably been one of our best players <laughs> one of our best players um this 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 season uh, the levels were absolutely just unparalleled let's tuck into the first goal which was speaking about technical players given yards of space Julian I'll come to you on this mm. what uh, in what world do you give World Cup, World Cup winner Countless Champions Leagues to his name, one of the best central midfielders for the past what? I can't lie to you. Um, why has he been given that much space? Why has no one kind of from the front three kind of initiated the trigger to kind of press him at all? And just I don't even think I don't even think it's the front three that um, are responsible for this. But you give that kind of that kind of space to a person um, when you play guys like Naby Keita and Genie who are quite. Um, quite passive in the way they play. Um, there wasn't really... Midfield, again, was completely outdone. Um, there wasn't really applying pressure on on ben, ben, um, on Benzema, on Modric and Kroos, even though, like, they'd be much younger, supposed to be much younger, much fitter, but we was giving them the whole midfield to just look up, find the pass, and get, get, get it to whoever, no matter who it was, Vincentius, Benzema, 
Asensio, anyone. Anyone could have got it from one of their passes. But that um, that goal, I can't lie to you. Um, I thought I, I personally feel like it was a bit harsh to blame Trent or Phillips for that. I personally think for once, and this is crazy to say, Vincent just had just proper quality. It's proper Vinicius, quality. bro. You're driving oh, me crazy. I'm sorry, Vinicius. <laughs> Vinicius Junior was just proper quality. He, that that touch that he t- um, that he had off his chest just took uh, Phillips and Phillips and Trent out Trent out completely, and this was just a good finish. Um, that first goal was just a madness. That first half was an absolute madness. Uh, nothing, just a nothing performance. I, I was watching them. I was watching it through some illegal streams because you know um, I don't pay for BT Sports like that. Um, but. Yeah, they they the the way Carragher's head was so kettled, man. Like, this is the worst. This is the worst um, Liverpool performance on the um, that first half on the yoga club. I, I don't know if that's a bit of an exaggeration, but I can't think of many where we just looked so passive, like nothing was happening. No no passes were being made, and that Naby was rough. I think, I think you guys are being really harsh, by the way. No, 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 no. no, no we're not. He was shit. He, he was rubbish. no. I don't. I don't agree because. In that first half, he, he, he was the quality on the ball. He was, he was, he was bad. One. He, was, he, was, he was bad. He was bad, but I don't think he was possibly. I possibly don't think he was the worst defender in the midfield. Fabinho and Wijnaldum were worse than him. I'm saying Naby nah, was a nah, four nah. out of ten, but nah, the other nah. two were worse. Like nah, even the only, the, only, the only reason Fabinho, the only reason Fabinho and, and Gini looked worse is because they had more time to play. Fabinho, um, Naby got hooked at 41 minutes, and rightly so. He was absolutely diabolical. Well, and he done that thing where he dribbled and he beat a couple men. After that, yeah, you know, he does that young shimmy when he does that young shimmy. Yeah, shimmy, young shimmy. shimmy. But I agree. Yeah. He left, he left Trent out to dry completely, but like supporting wise, Trent was two on one, three on one constantly. I honestly don't know why. Honestly, don't know. What, I honestly don't know why Klopp started him. To be honest, um, this is like I, I, I felt like during his time here, Klopp has actually quite done quite a bad, bad, like bad, bad man, man management with him. He's he's thrown him into games where he does need to get thrown in, thrown into, and in games where he's actually needed, where you can actually give him some time to get some form. Um, he doesn't doesn't like, he, do, he just doesn't use him, and then you throw him into a game um, against Real Madrid. I remember why he said it earlier. He tried to. He probably tried to. Um, to try to outdo Zidane, but fucking hell, man, that Naby guy, I'm so done with him. Uh, yeah. Nab can full effect. Like but, he, like, you, you see the thing. Yeah, you see the thing. Sorry, Julian. You see the thing you said about like Klopp not that Klopp doing him a disservice, bro. Like every time Klopp did play him, he broke down. Every time he came back, he broke down. Today, after 22 minutes, he just looked so out of breath, out of breath. Bro, <laughs> oh, like. I can I, I like the Jimmy stuff because we needed that, but fam, he just didn't look like he wanted to do it. But, but I still think I still think there's a couple of games where I feel like even though he he has broken down quite a lot, um, that he's just been on the bench for no reason. There's been games where we could have used someone of his quality and we've had no one on the bench and he rather just he just opt for Milner instead, and then we end up losing. Especially this season, we end up losing or hardly drawing, but we end up losing anyway. So. I'd rather, I'd rather Klopp go for that, go for, go, like, try to go for another goal and try to bring on what the qualities that Naby's supposed to give us than what he's been doing this season. And I can't lie to you, Klopp has done a pretty shit job. I've even, and to be honest, this is not even the the first season I've called him out on this before. I've said it, I've said it like for the last like two seasons, like Klopp hasn't really done well to in, to integrate him into the squad. And with someone that's so fragile and so like made of glass, like at like um, Naby. 
like it's it's not worth it. Like honestly, I, I honestly want him gone this this summer. Twenty five M's if we can get that, I'll take your hand off. Just get him out of here. Money as well. <sighs> yeah, well, we'll 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 dive yeah. into him a little bit. Later sorry, Chris. But... I just wanted to say about the goal. The only thing that I did find disappointing, I, I, Julian's fully right in saying that the the long pass was very accurate. Is something you expect from Cruz. The only thing I found really disappointing was that both centre backs only Trent's body shape was going back towards goal and was actually mm. facing the right way. Both centre-backs were square on, still facing forwards, and it just shows that they were completely kind of body shape-wise not ready well, to deal you with the ball Vin- behind. You don't think Vinicius's touch was able, was able to just take them out of the game? No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying the pass didn't no. take them out of the game. What no, I'm saying touch, is that touch, if your touch. body shape's as good as possible, if the pass is perfect, then fair enough. But I feel like they yeah. could have closed yeah. down more space if they were on their toes and actually more set than they were in terms of Phillips and Quebec. Fair. Yeah, I, yeah, agree, I agree with Mosh. Um, sorry, before you move on. No, I'll go for it. Uh, sorry, yeah, before you move on. I agree, yeah, I agree with Mosh. If you look at that goal and the way Phillips had to spin around... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want it's to square on, yeah, isn't it? It's square on. Let's use a term that you normally use, Els. Turns like a truck. And in that situation, the fluidity of him having to adjust to the flight of the ball. Uh, not, let's, not, let's not take any, anything away from it. It was a phenomenal ball from Tony Cruz. But, I mean, let's be real. That that should have been stopped. You know what I mean? Uh, the touch from Vinicius, the finish from Vinicius was, was fantastic. But, but yeah... Um, if it couldn't be any worse, I think the second goal is it's just absolutely diabolical to give away. Um, I mean, we've we spent the best part of this weekend kind of saying defending Trent, and that's what and, and saying that you know it's overblown that he's a bad defender, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It was poor from him uh, in just just going for the wild header that he did, uh, kind of putting the ball into no man's land. Um, essentially, he's in the right place at the right time. Really, I thought Allison did okay to kind of claw at the ball, but in any circumstance, that goal should just not be happening. But when you're, but when you when you are a team of this level, and you achieved and you're looking to achieve the things that we are trying to do, conceding goals like that has been a bit of a theme this season. And I mean, fuck it out. Because someone helped uh, just 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 help break down what happened with that goal because I'm thinking about it I'm getting angry all over again. Yeah, I'm happy to do so. I think we again we're, we're looking we're talking about another long ball. Um, I think when whenever you dissect like a goal being conceded, I think us as fans, you're more annoyed when it's a goal that comes maybe out of the blue when you're controlling the game. But this was, we all kind of discussed in the Cop Cop and group as well about, it's almost like Phillips and Trent didn't make a good start to the game anyway, but Kabak kind of had, and he was making, kind of covering well. And then suddenly Kabak started to drop to the level of everyone else as well. And yeah, I am his stepfather, essentially. You know, I've, I've, I've put a lot of my reputation on Oz and Kabak. I thought he played quite well for the first 30 minutes of the game. And then he mm-hmm. just, for some reason, decided to join the rest of the circus that was going on. Uh, but sorry, much go, go on. No, no, no. That, I mean, that was it, really. I think that there's very little to dissect in the sense of it, it's all on Trent. Because ultimately, if you don't make that decision of making that header, the goal never, ever happens. So I, I don't think there's too much to dissect there, apart from Trent, who experience-wise is now a senior player within the team, and especially in terms of his quality level and, and his importance to the club. 
So it just doesn't bode well, man. I know we're going to break down more of the goals coming up, but it doesn't bode well that Trent lets us down, gives away a goal. Alisson, for the next goal we're going to analyse, was really poor for that goal. So when you're looking at the senior guys to, to bail you out or at least keep the standards high, they even we couldn't even depend, depend on them, which was disappointing. I think that's the most... Els, I'll come to you on this. I think that's the most depressing thing, really. <laughs> the, the WL Hotel is going through administration. Mm-hmm. Mate, we're not going to be opening up in mid-May at this fucking point. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it might be September. Close for international bookings as well. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think what Mush said there is really poignant. And in a situation like this, where the stakes are at the highest that they are, not only for the remainder of this competition, but for the remainder of our season, um, and there's still a long period of this season left. Let's let's not let's not be uh, let's not be beating around the bush about these things, pause. But um, the way that the senior players heads not only went down but they just failed to kind of gain any grip any control put their foot and this is why when we say that we need Jordan Henson in the team this is this is a game that's crying out for Jordan Henson's not only leadership but he's just calm and composed nature where someone just puts the foot on the ball for five minutes and say let's just calm this down get a little bit of room going then we play on from there that's the most disappointing thing for me and I think it was for you as well yeah, I mean, like, going back to that Trent um, goal, I don't know what he's doing, from. What's he doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say something so analytical, and that's the truth. There's nothing to analyze. <laughs> yeah, no, there's nothing to analyze. I look at it, Bears, I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, why are you going on your... What's going on? Like, what are you doing? Like... He basically did that. Um, he, he did that Ralph Wiggum thing, you know, that, that meme of Ralph Wiggum where he just goes through the window head first. He basically <laughs> just did that for like no apparent reason. Bro, <laughs> like, you got to give you got to give your keeper like a bit of a chance. Like he's trying to head it back to Allison, but there's no need for him. Just stay on your feet, pass it back to Allison, then you start again, isn't it? But he's, he's just made a bad, bad error. Um, yeah, again, you want your senior players to stand up. Um, Obviously, people saying that Faber and Genie had a worse half day in KO. That's fine. They're all bad. They're all rubbish. If you want to smart them, they're all one out of ten. Um, but you expect, um, you want to see a bit more from certain players who don't get chances. But again, like your senior players just, just didn't stand up, didn't want to control. I think they just took a, uh, Real Madrid just took advantage of that. Um, it's like the, the game on the day was just got ahead of them so it was really bad man it was really bad sometimes you want like you said Chris you want someone in that midfield and it's usually Fabinho to just put his foot on the ball and just get things popping again you know what I'm saying and and just yeah. take the rhythm away from Real Madrid and Liverpool didn't do that today we just allowed them to just carry on playing so yeah I don't know man my head is killed <laughs> Nah, I, I completely get it. I literally just watched the, I watched the goal, I watched the Asensio goal back again. It's another long ball over the top. Like we were saying earlier, League One, League Two stuff. Not Ralph Wiggum. Oh, not Ralph Wiggum. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's League One, League Two stuff that you should be dealing with fairly easily. He gets in, and then Trent just. I I, I can't believe what he was, what yeah, he was doing. I there. think he, just, um, he was just he was just shook to let like Vincent just get behind him. Like he, mm-hmm. he just wanted to. Just he was just rushing to get out, and he just thought, "Fuck it, let me just put my head on it and try to get out." But didn't work. Um, it was it was an absolute shit show. Um, yeah, it was bad. It was so bad. I, I have no words. I can't like. There's no. There's nothing you can say to a goal like that. Like there's no analyzing. Yeah. It was just shit. 
absolute dog shit. It's it's one of those goals where you look at it, you think that is the literal personification of what we have gone through this season. It's just a, it's it's a series of just unparalleled and unrivaled errors across the board that has allowed the most silliest thing to happen and for you to go even deeper in the depths of needing some form of miracle to come back. Um, he takes Kaita off fairly early in the second half and let, let's be honest, it was... It, 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 yeah, even, off in even, the first half, brother, not the second half. No, did I say second half or did I say first half? You said second half, early on in the second half. It was 41st minute, my bro. Yeah, he, he needed he needed to take yeah. him off. I can't lie to you. It was, it was one of those ones where Klopp knew best that it wasn't going to get any better. It, he looked, he looked, he looked so confused. Like we have bare guys that play for our team when they just play, they just look confused to like be on the pitch. Like it was a, it was a performance where he, like Marco said, he it was. I don't want, yeah, I fan. It was cowardly. Let's let's be real. It was it was cowardly. Um, it was a game where, especially for the price tag that we bought Navigator for, you would want him to kind of take it by the scruff of the neck. A, Euro, a European game, especially where maybe the um, midfielders, the midfielders wasn't being so physical. Um, no one was really being physical in the game again. Um, and you you would think that all right, your quality can can get us through, create a few chances, maybe to, to progress the ball up the pitch, but. Fucking hell, man. Um, he's just a, a liability at this point. Empty wages, an empty number eight shirt. I, I just want him gone, um, to be honest, this summer. Just get him out, cut your losses, and just try to just give just give it Curtis Jones. Give give Curtis Jones the number eight because I'm sure the, the fact that Curtis is even in the picture is just a disgrace um, at this point. Um, but yeah, Naby Keita had, had to get out of here. Get it, just get out of here. Yeah, I think it's one of those transfers where it's just been calamitous from kind of day one really uh, with all the injuries and, and just consistency and it's a shame because he actually even in the the couple of minutes that he has played he shows quality but it's to the point now where if that quality is if that quality is not available like we always say like one of the most underrated um, underrated attributes of a player is availability and when your availability is at zero um, and guys like Curtis Jones and Milner are getting games over you. Like, no offense to them, but you're supposed to be the marquee sign, the, the number eight that we brought in to, you know, change the way we play football instead of having a workhorse midfield, and we can't even get three games in a row. It's it's not worth it, man. It's absolutely not worth it. It's pathetic. Um, I've, and we're all fairly big fans of, uh, of, 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 of I think the concept. Of Naby Keita. I mean, we did the midfielders thread uh, last Friday. If you haven't seen that thread, do head over to our to our ch- Twitter channel, and you can um, and you can see all of our selections that we thought would be the next kind of selection um, that we would have at Liverpool playing in the midfield. And I mean, there were, we we're a fan of the concept, the idea of Naby Keita more than the actual player at this point. I think it's this guy who could kind of take the ball in midfield, dribble it up ten yards, dictate, play a little bit, press, give goals and assists, and he's. He's he's in the negative for that, in all honesty. I mean, it's 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 just bad, and it just reflects badly on everyone involved. To, to be honest with you, uh, for, for for the club for kind of persisting and not maybe biting the bullet a little bit earlier, uh, and on himself really for not just being able to be to be consistent and just picking up all these little 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 injuries. And that might seem a little bit harsh, but when you're at the highest level and you need these players available and you operate the way that we do guys like that need to be available they need to be you know getting every single penny out of their price tag um 
he came off. Thiago came on. We looked a little bit shaky going to the end of the first half. Thankfully, the half-time whistle came. and We all had a bit of a breather. We can go outside, have a cigarette, spliff, do whatever we do to kind of ease the nerves when, 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 when the game is that bloody bad. We were literally smoking on that mush kush at half-time because it was that <laughs> bloody bad. Um, came out second half. We looked a little bit more intense. Um, Play with a bit more purpose, and it was fairly encouraging. Ramages still had a bit of dominance; they looked threatening on the counter. But thankfully, Liverpool had a breakthrough for a great goal from 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 Mo Salah. Yeah, man, uh, I, I I was really happy because I even checked the numbers for this because I wanted to make sure it wasn't an uninformed opinion. I genuinely thought, when was the last time Andrew Robertson created a goal? Now, just to inform you, Andrew Robertson hasn't got an assist for an eight, for eighteen games now. Okay, cool. so it's been it's been a very long time, and I was thinking I I must be going mad here because I must have missed one, but no. And I know that he probably won't get the assist registered, but the fact that he fired that ball in for the quick one-two with Jota, and it was a lovely fade inside. I mean, ultimately Salah finished it because the ball kind of got caught up in the in the kind of crowd, but it was all um, Jota and. Um, and Robertson that made it happen. So no, it was good. And and I think we all know one thing we all kind of burst into life from was guys, lo and behold, we created a goal because Genie Wijnaldum ran forward. Oh mm. my God. Would I, have guessed. Oh my God. The first, nah, sorry to interrupt, but... No, go the ahead. Fact, the fact that Genie Wijnaldum actually done something where he's moving forward and actually progressed the ball and actually made a forward pass, shot. Literally, wow. That's that's literally like what I would want from like what I expect from Genie Wijnaldum when he's playing in our midfield, like to progress with the ball, move forward, and he even I think he even gave someone a, a little shimmy, like kept it moving out. I like that. That was very aggressive. But then at last, we can only get about thirty seconds of that because we'll never see it again. And of course, <laughs> it's shocking for the rest of the game. So yeah, it's Pete. it's the most insane thing when it comes to Wijnaldum because. It's amazing what happens when you don't take 20 touches on the ball and then just pass it sideways. I'm doing a little fucking onto trying to find someone to hold on to. Like, it's done, bro. Like, absolutely stupid. I mean, I Jesus ab- Christ. I man. absolutely hate the way Jorginho Wijnaldum plays for Liverpool Football Club. I wanted to say that without any slang, without any abbreviations, I hate the way he plays for this club. Because I completely understand people give us the what does he do for Holland? What is he, like you were saying, Chris, about Naby Keita, what is Genie on paper? I have seen Genie Wijnaldum play over 100 games for Liverpool Football Club. I know what I have watched. And the occasional header or a goal in a big game does not represent 80% of what I watch Genie Wijnaldum do. And I am not, I think people always misunderstand this of like, oh, does that mean you don't value him? I think we've all valued him back when there were other players offering other things apart from him. But now that there's nothing else and all we get to see is a Genie Wijnaldum weekly when the other midfielders can't do anything either, it just feels worse and worse, man. It is, it's dreadful. Especially when you know that he's, more, I say more than likely, he's definitely leaving at the end of the season and you persist with it. Instead of just using... The, the options that we currently have in the team that are going to be here next next year. For for all the crap he's done this season, Oxlade Chamberlain should probably be getting more minutes than Ginny because he's more likely going to be here next season. As as wild and as mad as that sounds, he should be given those opportunities. Again, you've got a young you've got a young guy who's shown promise in Curtis Jones. He should be getting a few more opportunities. A, again, granted, 
this is Real Madrid away. This isn't, you know, for the faint-hearted. Sometimes you do have to go with your tried-and-tested options. But when you have guys who are going to be here for the long term, you do have to put your trust in them. And just I, I, I do. Sorry, I was going to say, I, I do get Klopp um, playing him today. Um, because he, yeah, I, I, I agree. Rest of them against Arsenal because, you know, just we'll get onto it later. But just look at them. It's Arsenal, like, they, they're shit. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the tried and tested was 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 yeah. I, I kind of get why he played him. I, I'm not gonna lie to you today. I probably would have played Firmino. You know, um, I thought I thought like he played well against Arsenal. I thought like uh, we could have played a four two three one and probably had him at the ten. I don't think Real Madrid's midfield were very. They were kind of. Um, they weren't. In, they weren't in your face like that. Yeah, yeah. They weren't yeah. providing. They weren't providing the team with a lot of energy. They were kind of passive today, but they didn't need to. I'm not saying that they needed to be in your face and running around trying to get tackles and get the ball, but they were very passive in a sense where you know um, they didn't need to dominate the midfield. If if, if Julian, as weird as, as weird as it sounds. Yeah, Julian, I was going to say you make a good point here because I think that was my big observation from the game as well was that like you and Chris are both saying, like it was almost like there were two midfield threes, right? And they were almost both agreed that we're not going to run past each other. So what both midfields then had to do was if neither of us are going to run past each other and we're going to play in front of each other, which of us two midfields are going to have the quality to play in between us? Yeah. Our midfield, bro... They had three men sitting there. Tell me one moment in the 90 minutes of football where you saw our midfielders get in between theirs at any point. There was never a moment. Whereas when it's Cruz and Modric and Casemiro, they were playing between the lines. Even when we injected some pace into our press, two, three passes, because they're world, world-class players, they're out. So it was just... It, I, do like, I do feel like the midfield started well in the second half, though. Oh, yeah, um, I agree. I agree. It just wasn't sustained because after minute yeah. 60, after minute 60, we were back to the nonsense we were showing. And I think the main man who embodied the nonsense is sadly my one of my favourite players at this club, which was Fabinho, right? Like, that was what we saw. Yeah, he didn't play well for the entire game, really. But didn't, didn't you see, Chris? Like, it was weird. It was weird. I don't... I don't... Yeah, he'd, he'd get the ball and then he wouldn't make the right read. Yeah, yeah. Or he'd be scared. Like, do you know, if I pass forward and lose the ball again, people are going to notice. So let me just pass back to be safe. Like, I could see him being scared. I was like, this is not the Fabinho I recognised from even 72 hours ago. It was crazy. I'd never seen such a change in level from being the best, for me, the best midfield performance in Europe that night to one of the worst. It was, it was crazy, man. I can't lie, yeah. Fabinho today he was on the back foot a lot, and that's that's kind of weird to see that from Fabinho. And um, he's kind of when he gets the ball, he's very aggressive, he's very assured in the way he moves, in the way he moves, and the way he tackles, and the way he makes his passes and dribbles out with the ball. But today he was very very poor. Um, there's no like we can go on to Kr and Genie, but um, Fabinho was probably the worst because especially because he played 90 minutes. Um, he was letting a lot get through him. Um, we kind of uh, rate him for, you know, being able to be that shield between the midfield and the defence. But today he literally was not that. He was the complete opposite. Um, non-existent passes were awry. Um, I, saw, I, I thought that today he, maybe I've got this wrong, but he tried to dribble out a lot more than he usually did because maybe he had the space, but it just didn't yeah. work. He just get, kept getting panned. And yeah, that was a really, really, really bad performance from, from Fabinho. 
I think the big, I think one of the things that's really helped Fabinho, I say helped Fabinho, has been a big, good, good asset to Fabinho in the past few games that we've played is whenever he's played alongside Thiago, Thiago's been right next to him saying, okay, cool, give me the ball, give me the ball, we'll press it forward, give me the, give me the ball. And there was no one doing that really. I mean, Kato was on a joking on the first half, so that was completely out of the equation. Um, Gini was just uh, having a drink up uh, at, at some point. Um, and all he, all, all he could really do was to either recycle the ball back to the um, to the centre backs, and you know Phillips hasn't got that great of a range of passing. Kabak does, but you don't really have the outlet with the runners at the moment, which is a bit of a poor poor thing to do. So he was having to drive himself a bit five five yards up the pitch where he where he, where he actually didn't want to do, and it just got slightly worse in the in the second half. Before we do start the conversation about Sadio Mane, I know it's something that we. Yeah, we we do want to discuss. Let's just quickly discuss the third goal because that was probably the most avoidable of the of the three. Yeah, because oh. Allison should Allison should be saving that every single day of the week. I wanted and, to give Allison a bit of leeway and say that Phillips was right in front of him, but he he like even what he got onto it was poor. it goes under him, which is really weird. Mm. I think um, I think we, we're also we also should be and not to double down really, but. Fabinho doesn't engage Modric at all. He allows Modric to turn inside our box. Like you, you can't let a player. He let him. He let him. Let him two years ago, do that, man. Like, what the hell are we doing? Like, he lets him turn. He's so cautious of even making any contact with him. Even if he just backed into him, such that Modric can't turn around, that chance never happens because. Um, I think it was, was it Kabak? It was Kabak. Kabak didn't let Benzema turn and Benzema was back to goal when the throw first came into him. If Fabinho yeah. just did the same thing with Modric, that goal never happens or the chance never happens. So really Fabinho let him turn and run in because yeah. he thought Kabak were kind of getting on the overlap and mm. it, just, it just didn't make sense. And then again, I, 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 I do agree with what Julian said earlier on. I thought I'd give him the benefit of the doubt, Alisson, um, just with, you know, Phillips being in his line of in his line of sight, but it's not the greatest shot from Vinicius, and it goes it under Allison. He had, had no power on. It yeah. was like it was like it was like some something that we've seen from Sadio Albani for the past fucking three months. Yeah. It was it was weak. It was flaccid, and for some reason he went in the back of the net. Um, so what kills me is that. Sorry, Chris. What kills me is that. No, go on, Allison actually got a hand to it. Yeah, when keepers get a hand to it and they push it into the goal, it absolutely rattles my rattles yeah. my brain, bro. And I, I just think that, like again, like the rest of you, like, I wanted to give Allison a lot, but I just thought as soon as they went, I thought, nah, keeper, that's poor because you're getting a hand to that. And someone like Allison always has like strong wrists and he's mm. his away. So, um, I mean, yeah, Ellis, really he 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 holds things. Allison doesn't even palm things away. He yeah, normally saying, he's got gloves he like blue exactly. normally. And yeah, I think that's yeah. the most disappointing thing is like Allison. I think we all, as Liverpool fans, I don't think Allison makes the most like um, out of the ordinary saves. But I think Allison's the best trait is that he makes every save you expect him to make. And on top of that, he holds them as well. And this was a save that was had probably more probability of being saved and actually going in, which was really disappointing, man. Yeah, the the, the commentators tried to say that he saw it late, but... No way, him. bro. He had, like, 10 yards. The shot was from 10 yards out. And it's, yeah. for him to get a hand on it again, like, like, like we've all said, um, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not ideal, and it just makes him look a lot worse. 
We sat here, do have to put the conversation on the spotlight on Sadio Mane. Um, this is something that we've been... I, I know... The meme, the meme, the tears. I've got a shooting meme. <laughs> um, it's something that we've been talking about for a while. Um, I've, it's 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 a decline that we've seen that I, I liken to Alexis Sanchez's decline. It's two players that have been at a big physical level. They use their body for a lot of what they do. It's speed, it's power, it's 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 really good finesse. And then for some reason, overnight, it just stops like that. And it does seem, not, not not necessarily overnight, but gradually over the course of three, four months, it's become a lot more visible. And maybe it's due to the fact that he's possibly got long COVID um, or that he just might be a natural decline. But Sadio Mane has not been an elite footballer for Liverpool Football Club for the past four months. And it's becoming a massive issue in how we go about playing football at the moment. I think you're being generous to say the last three, four months. I think um, even the latter end of last season, he was very, very poor. Um, from January, I'll say from January onwards, he was he was really bad. Um, the 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 game that 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 stands out the most to me, where I feel like we can't give um, Sergio Mane too much um, uh, any more leeway, was against Atletico Madrid, where he done those two. Oh, I think you mentioned it today those overhead kicks. Um, Why have you brought that memory back? (laughs) (laughs) Right. And you know what annoys me so much about Sadio Mane is that he gets on the ball so much and it looks like he's doing stuff, but he's not. And it kind of, in, and I feel like it's tricked a lot of a lot of our fan base into into believing that he's been like working quote unquote hard for the team, but he's just our man. Yeah, yeah, he's literally (laughs) man tricked our man. He's just running around doing a whole lot of nothing. Like he's just. It, and it annoys me more because I, there was even a chance today where he was in on goal, could have probably made a couple of passes, a couple, couple of incisive passes. Mine was just spinning like Booker T, bro. Like, bro that was crazy. The spinning was, was crazy. Oh, it, was <laughs> me. it was annoying me. It was annoying me. And then just trying to pass it off and it, and it pisses me <laughs> like, like, Tell me, I did not just see that. <laughs> right. He, he, it's been so so bad, and it's to the point where like his energy isn't even productive. To the point where like he can make up, he, he's even making assists, and he's just missing, and he's just missing the odd chance here and there. Uh, Sergio Mane has been really needs to be under. It was to the point yeah where today I didn't even want to say it, but I would have honestly rather had Firmino start today over Mane, and I would have completely understood, completely understood. And that's how you know it's bad because because I have my I have my feelings on Firmino. But if I honestly saw Firmino, Jota, and Salah front three, I would have, I would have been, I would have been completely fine with it because he's been absolutely diabolical since January 2020. Even do you know? Do you know what though, Julian? I'm actually going to disagree with only one thing you said. I agree with pretty much everything, but I think the only part I'm going to disagree with is the part where you've just said that you'd rather have Firmino have played because Sadio Mane had a very good game against Arsenal. So I think he was coming off a much better performance. I'm not saying good. I'm not saying good. I'm just saying. Do you know why I don't believe that? Because I felt like, one, the fact that he got a, 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 an assist is probably what's tricking you a bit. And even that assist, because... No, it's, I'm, not, I'm not basing it on the goals. I'm not basing it on... I'm just saying, I'm, I'm saying like, if that assist, it was a bit fugazi, but whatever. But I thought that Firmino also had a good game against Arsenal. 
um, when he played. I, I reckon he didn't look fit. That, I'm not saying Firmino played badly. I thought he looked a bit tired quite quite quickly. That's probably why he didn't start. But, boys, you guys have cracked me up with this spinning thing because that, that was kind <laughs> of an expansion of the point I was going to make, which was Bro. I think the, the best thing about Sadio Mane these last three or four years, and I think the one thing that has like elevated him every year is like, what we were talking about, about body shape and receiving it to do the most damage, that was the best thing about Sadio Mane. He'd almost like receive it in such a tight spot where the fullback or the centre-back has no chance. Now, the body shape's wrong. The touch is three, four yards ahead of him. He's then trying to spin on it to go three yards ahead of him again. It, w- it was honestly like a like a flipping grenade sight the, when he was trying to do those three or four spins when he turned his man. And that was the worst part because he turned Militao for the first time in the game. I thought, okay, he's just going to power through straight. My man tried turning Vasquez about three times as well. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing. And I think, yeah, I think and you, guys, you guys remember the switch, the pass yeah. out to Salah where he took about 10 minutes to try and play it and he got tackled when we were we were on the counter. Oh, and, yeah, and, sorry, Ellis, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. The thing with Mane is that usually when he's on that left-hand side, he does his thing where he allows the ball to come into his body, uses his body, then he flicks it out to go down the left. Mm-hmm. Then he just usually just powers down straight down the left. But last few weeks he's been doing that, so he'll flick it to the left, then he'll come back into traffic. I don't know if it's like he's devoid of ideas or if he's lost a bit of confidence. Because right now, he looks like... He's a space jam fan. <laughs> powers, bro. Because every time he every time he tries to do something, you can see what he's trying to do, but his body's just not allowing him. I, I don't. I think he's whole. He's, he's injured or something. I'm, I'm not too sure, but they, there needs to be an inquest because today it was a very frustrating performance for them, man. He was. So you guys think? Minutes. You guys think Mane looks a different player with a summer of rest? Yeah, probably. I think he he needs he needs a rest. He needs something. I've I've got no idea because there was a point where I thought uh, Bobby would get back into form with the summer of rest and I mean (laughs) with the summer of rest Mane I'm I'm not holding my hope because it feels like even the basics Mane is like struggling to do like the basic link linking up um, the basics the basics are just like I don't know in the positions that he's been in he would even sometimes even like beat a man not, not necessarily be a man, but get into the right position, you know, be, be able to use his pace against the right position and then just, just do something absolutely stupid. So, I don't know. I feel like his, maybe what he's trying to do isn't popping off, but I feel like his game intelligence has actually dropped off a bit as well because that's one thing that I always loved Loads, about him. bro. He used to be the world's quickest at playing a one-two on the edge of the box. Yeah. Yeah. Now my man cannot even play a one-two, bro. I've, qu- I've, I've quietly been, not, not, not done with him, but I've been like, wayward since the Southampton game because he got the ball so his usage rate in that game was so high and he kept trying the the same thing over and over and over and over again he could not go to any other move that he had in his arsenal he just kept doing the one thing turning back going back into traffic getting locked up by Bertrand and Carl Walker-Peters I'm like what, what, what are you doing and what he did in the last 10 minutes of tonight's game is nothing short of actually criminal like yeah. you should probably lock, be locked up in the uh, access training like, facility for like a week because every time he got the ball, he was just going to ground, going to ground, going to ground. He didn't have any strength 
never anything about him to keep himself up and just lay it off to. There was one point where he just could have laid it off to Mo, and he just refused to do it and went to ground. Uh, there was so much of that we could have got. We definitely. Maybe I'm maybe I'm um I've got my head in the cards, but I definitely feel like we could have got another goal, especially with the one where he was spinning. We could have got another goal. Yeah, there's a chance where where it was I think it was two against two, so he's got the ball on his right. He's got the ball on his right foot. Uh, Mo's one on one with uh, Militao, and for the life of me, bro, he just decided to chill, 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 chill. Then he got tackled. Like, exactly. Of the <laughs> man, was, man was stripping, stripping for Real Madrid tonight. Like just Crazy. twerking on the night. It was, it was, wow. it was, it was quite embarrassing. Very embarrassing. But well, I'm not, well I'm, if I if mean, they want him, if they want him, the price is a hundred million pounds. You can come get him. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, man. Um, yeah, but, uh, we'll move on to the Arsenal game shortly. But I, I do want to quickly mention. This wasn't a massive contributing factor in why we lost because we were absolutely diabolical. We were shit, but the referee was fucking awful, by the way. And he oh, was yeah. fat. He, yeah, so, he, <laughs> he was giving he was giving some ridiculous fouls like the that like one with Trent, 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 Trent when Trent barred someone and he gave. Bro, that Trent, we were in such a good position. Yeah, yeah. Like, like when he booked him. Yeah, he booked him, bro. Oh. And then he didn't book Modric for the for the dive, and he's saying that you dived. So what is it like? Like, even even for the money as well, when Vasquez and Barjmane like, pushed him, I can't, I can't believe that wasn't given as a foul because it's clear as day that it was. Um, I... yeah. yeah, but my, like, like my, you my said, money. the blow isn't as big when you know you played shit and you didn't deserve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really we have to caveat that heavily, heavily, heavily. Yeah. That the referee was not the deciding factor in what we lost tonight. It's more the fact that we were absolute dog shit. But again, I will say he's fat. Um, but yeah, before we move on to the Arsenal, all the Arsenal stuff, um, if you do enjoy what you hear from us here at Copper and Fracas, then please do head over to our Patreon page. So that is www.patreon.com forward slash Copper and Fracas. And from just £5 a month, you'll not only gain a wealth of phenomenal audio, video, and written content. They also be a key contributor in helping us continue what we love doing here at Common Fracas. And that is, of course, even when the times are bad like they are this evening, discussing all things LFC. So again, if you do like what we do here and you want to get a little bit more in-depth and more personal content, then head over to www.patreon.com forward slash Common Fracas for more details and sign up today. To more greener pastures, we absolutely <laughs> dusted up Arsenal on uh, Saturday. Uh, Julian, I'd like to take the lead on this one. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, bro, I was moving like peak Ric Flair, fam. Just had man in the corner slapping their chest, bro. It was it was absolutely nuts. Um, I, I watched the game again um, today while I was working. Um, just uh, the full game. Um, I don't usually do that, but because it's Arsenal, I have to relish in the sweetness. And um, we absolutely we absolutely dominated them in every sense of the word, defensively, offensively. Um, I thought like the first half when uh, when I was watching. Um, I thought like it was Liverpool do this a lot, especially the first half. We're actually quite diabolical and we're not clinical at all. We get we we make chances. They all go wide. They all go to the keeper. We all they all just get fumbled by the defense. So when I was watching, I was kind of like, oh shit, man, it's going to be one of those days, and then we'll probably have get a goal, and then we'll probably concede it. But second half, we came out firing. Thiago, in my opinion, had his first um, the best uh, ninety minutes that he's had for us in the Liverpool shirt. Um, against Arsenal, he, uh, yeah, la, 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 uh, Fabinho as well, absolute jugador 
performance, midfield Jugador performance. He was absolutely incredible, creating chances. Uh, I remember Mush was told on the Discord, uh, no, not the Discord, I have on the fight card that um, Fabinho's range of passing is pales in comparison to Partey's. We didn't see nothing. We did. We saw a niche from that Ghanaian. Niche from him. We saw niche in terms of passing. Niche in terms of dribbling. And Fabinho absolutely spazzed on him. Um, so yeah, it was a great got um, great great performance. Quick quick fire goals. That Gabriel was was on the floor trying to, to trying to look for change while Salah was just dusting him off. Um, got, got a nice finish. Um, uh, Joe R. Absolute skeng man. Um, not uh, nothing new. He just came out fit and firing. Slapping off goals and to get that header as well, Trent. Uh, I'm, you know me, guys. I'm not the biggest like Trent. I, I never, I'm not with the Trent propaganda, but that to set up that goal for Diego Jota was absolutely pinpoint brilliant. Told them Gareth, Gareth Southgate to suck his mum a bit, but yeah, man, absolutely, absolutely um, gigantic performance against those pussyos in North London. Um, I want to see more of the same against Aston Villa, but yeah, man, uh, incredible performance. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, the the whole kind of media narrative uh, a little bit has been that um, Arsenal were absolutely diabolical, and they, they weren't great. Let's, let's let's be completely honest. They were, I think, they were okay defensively for about twenty five minutes of the first half. But let's be real, Liverpool absolutely played them out the park. Um, if you're Mikel Arteta watching that game, and you're thinking this is where we need to be, and this is the, this is one of the things we need to overcome, they look a million miles off us. Even at, our, at one of our weakest points, they're still far, you know, far behind us, which is nice to see. And it's a nice moment to have for us, even though we're completely crap. Um, Mush, I'll come to you. What was one of the most, one of the more sweet things to take away from that performance? Because there's a lot of good individual things I think you could take away. But what was your main kind of key takeaway from that game? Uh, there were a few things. I think the main thing, and I think this is what is going to be most important for the season going ahead is the the how high up we played and how engaged we were. We've just spoken about a Madrid game where we were up against some elite players, but we gave them time. Arsenal didn't even find out whether their players were good or not. People like Odegaard must have been shocked with how intense we could be. And it was just... Hey, he, looked, he looked happy at full time when he was talking to Clough. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was probably trying to find out how he can manoeuvre a move towards us, isn't it? That's probably what he's thinking. But <laughs> it's just... Um, yeah, I, th- I think we all had a, a collective sense of like, do you know what? If we're going to push and get this top four... This is the template. This is the template performance for what it needs to be from every single player, whether it's whether it's Salah, whether it's Mane, whether it's that midfield three. Shout out, by the way, James Milner for for just the level of intensity he played at. And I, I, I think we need to stop defining Milner as the Milner we see when he's played his third game in a week where no 35-year-old man should be able to. But when you get Milner out when he's had a week or two's rest to be good, like we saw against West Ham, like we saw against Spurs, I think James Milner brings something that only him and Henderson bring, which is a raising of level in terms of psychology. There are other players that are more talented, but I don't think our psychological level is as good if those two aren't in the team or one of the two. So, yeah, those are, those are the main things for me, man. And your boy Kabak filling me with more and more confidence every time I see him. Even today, he was, whereas Phillips 
was a bit of a madman and I saw him dive in loads of times today. Kabak waited. He loves to play passes first time and he takes a lot of risk with his passing as well, which is fantastic to see. I saw Kabak fire it in between the lines again and again and again. So as hopefully he's spending some time with Matip on the training pitch and, and learning how to do that on a regular basis. So yeah, lots of optimism. Our running is the best of the run-ins out of kind of the people we're contending against. So hopefully that bodes well for what's to come. Um, yeah, just to touch on just to touch on Kabak for a minute. Um, he's, he's really he's really kind of developing his game. He's showing us what what he can do. He's definitely the player that I saw at Schalke kind of the beginning of of last season, pre lockdown. He's really showing that form at the moment. Long 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 may continue. Um, and, and and yeah, I think one of the big things for me from this evening's game, just to kind of touch back on that for a second, was the, the Benzema test. Can he handle that? Can he kind of go toe to toe with that kind of level of pure number nine? And he did really well. Um, there, there were some, some some nervy moments, and I think even the best of centre backs, as we've seen, who go up against Benzema, you know, on a week to week basis, do have those problems. But he played really well against him. He was quite calm, composed, was with him stride for stride. And, and and yeah, man, if we can get him for, I, I, I generally think, and I have heard this from from a few people, that we might be able to try and get him for a lower fee. Than what we've got in terms of not the obligation but the option to buy at 80 million, so there is a potential that we could get him for around 10 to 12 million pounds for a, a lad who is that young and has got a lot of still untapped potential that we yet yet to see. It feels like it could be a bargain. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm all the way for it. Oh, I'm just going to say as well to that game, um, to the Arsenal game. Um, that was the first time in time where I can say the Gengen press was Gengen pressing. We absolutely pressed them off the park. I that was literally Liverpool of seventeen, eighteen, just coming out every time they got the ball, just on them like 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 guard dogs, just, just gnashing at the ball. So yeah, man, uh, amazing, amazing performance, full of lots of energy. Something we've been missing um for a while now. So yeah, um, incredible. Yeah, sorry, Julie, before, oh, sorry, Chris, before you go on. See, to just to, um, add to that point, you see the difference between that game and today. You see how we stopped Arsenal from playing. We stopped Arsenal from, like, connecting their forwards in the midfield, but today we didn't do it. So where, the, where that press is important, and that's why I think Naby got taken off, because he wasn't engaging, he wasn't pressing. Um, it was too easy for, for, for the midfielders to pick up, pick up their heads and find a pass. But against Arsenal, we didn't let them. We didn't give them a chance. We didn't give them an opportunity to even think about playing football. Um, a couple of times they tried to break our press, but you had another man just ready to, to sweep up. So I think that that game was the game against Arsenal showed that we can still do what we usually do, and we are still the same Liverpool team. It's just a bit inconsistent. And when you're trying to fit in and trying to play with like a few pieces missing, it's harder though, man. But uh, Ellis, Ellis, I've got a question here. Do you think you know with that pressing thing? Do you think that it was almost intentional from Klopp that we wouldn't press as press Madrid as much because their players are that are just that good playing out the press that we it, it's almost like you're selling yourself if if you try and press. Um, I, I don't think so, bro. Because we've done it against we've done it against Barca at home. We pressed them that way, and and they've okay, got. Yeah. Uh, They've got Busquets who is press resistant anyway, <laughs> so you can you can be like we've seen Busquets like play in the midfield of, with him and Xavi and forget pressing them man because it's just, it's not right. So I just I just think that Liverpool just weren't engaged today. I don't think Klopp will ever go into a game where he'll tell you you won't press because that's just how we play. You know what I'm saying? 
and how the turnovers work for us. Um, I just think today was just one of those games where we just couldn't. I don't. I don't want to say that we couldn't press, but we just a bit scared of what's going in behind us. And I think yeah. Roma really, really played to um, our weaknesses, where they've left they've left Vinicius just hanging back just to use his pace. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think it was just where the players were just in caught in two minds, really. They really left Vinicius in that kind of, to, 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 to term a cricket term, the corridor of uncertainty. So they've really yeah. put him in that one, one specific area where he can really do and exploit the damage. It just so happens that it is on that kind of right-hand side. And with, with anything, you need one specific area to target. It's always going to be that, that one specific point, really, for me. Um, the, one, the one question that I think the, the Arsenal game did, did raise was when we did kind of move towards the 5-2-3-1 five, five, uh, with about what, 30, 35 minutes left in the second half? Um, everything became a little bit more fluid. You saw what Fabinho and Thiago can offer you in a two midfield pivot. Um, of course, with Bobby in the number 10 role too, it allows us to drop a bit more deep, essentially become the kind of the third option midfielder in, in an attacking midfield sense as well, and link up play a bit more better too in space. Do you think that's an option that we potentially need to look at Possibly not for Villa because I think Villa might be a bit too, bit, bit bit much for that. They've got serious. I mean, just watching them at the weekend. I mean, granted it is Fulham, but Fulham did beat us. Um, they've got serious, serious pace on the counter. So I think four two three one might not be the one for Villa, but potentially second leg against Real Madrid. Do you think four two three one might be a formation to go at? Considering that again, we need a few more bodies, kind of going at the back three and their midfielders to initiate the press more and get more of an intense press going? Um, I feel like against... I don't know if... Uh, I feel like against Arsenal, it definitely works because Arsenal, uh, they, they they played um, Odegaard in the 10 and uh, Partey and I think they took off Elneny. Um, they put on Elneny for Ceballos. So we was able to kind of... Unless we were the midfielders, it's, it's shit anyway. Um, but we was able to kind of just get, we were kind of able to get into that shape and, you know, our class was able to bring us through. Against someone like uh, Real Madrid, I wouldn't say uh, go for the four-two-three-one. I feel like they're, the way their midfield is shaped is very, um, is very, is very solid. Casemiro um, sitting deep um, with um, Kroos and Modric in front. That four-two-three-one will kind of, we, we kind of lose an extra midfielder. Um, even though even though Firmino is kind of um, someone that actually dropped back, we kind of still in in terms of in transition, we will lose that extra midfielder um, to kind of take away um, to kind of nullify the threat. Um, I feel like against uh, Real Madrid, we should probably go for a diamond, you know, um, try to try two up top um, because they in terms of width, they have Vincent, they have Vin- Vinicius and they have Asensio. But they still, Vinicius was really the only one that was kind of making, stretching the pitch. I but thought Asensio was crap, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He's good at, I don't, he's shit. Yeah, the, funny so, thing, the funny thing, the funny thing is, he's, he's not really played that much. He's played in the past two weeks and he's been, he's been awesome for him. But, well, really? again, yeah. Um, but, it, 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 this is the thing, he didn't do anything grand. You know what I mean? This is, the guy, this, this is, a, this is an attacker who's scored in Champions League final. You know what I mean when we're talking about Asensio? He didn't do anything grand, he didn't do anything great. He literally latched onto a violent header that was put in his direction. And the Kabak mishit pass where he, it ended up being a chance that he would never otherwise have had. 
And then the yeah. only other moment I remember in the second half he had was when we were two on one and Trent covered across where he really should have completed that pass to just put Vinicius in, but he didn't. So yeah, man, I, I agree. I didn't I didn't think Asensio was good, weirdly enough. But no, I, I, what, what, um, one thing I did want to say about what Julian's saying about the, the diamond, don't you guys think when you watch the Arsenal game, the one thing you saw, which we just haven't seen enough this season, is you know how uh, Salah got in for his goal, where we've, we've whipped it round the corner first time. We used to do that all the time where we just whip it or we just flick it in, in behind and... That works both ways, right? Like Salah and Mane need to be sharp enough to make that movement. I don't think Mane, like you guys are saying, is sharp enough to even show for those angles at the moment. But we need to keep playing that. Like defences and midfields used to be scared of coming out because we would go forward so quickly. But now it feels like we're so laboured in how we're going to create where they know we're going to go out wide, try and create an overload, doesn't happen and we just recycle, recycle. Maybe what Julian's saying with the diamond will try and play quicker exchanges through the middle of the pitch I definitely feel like we'll play more narrow because us us. I feel like to be honest apart from the the, the Salah goal I feel like Ferland Mendy played quite well you know he um, was good he, he was, was really, yeah, really well he played really well Um, so I definitely feel like that over-reliance on us trying to go wide so we can probably find one of our fullbacks so they can whip it in or try to find someone else I feel like Zidane let's give Zidane some credit today as well he was able to really suss that out and, and nullify it really well. Um, I've, I've only, it was only really like a proper like maybe fifteen minutes where we looked we looked like we can make some we could we could create some chances. But I definitely thought that we should play more narrow, man. Um, have someone sitting just just behind the two up front, and even then, Joe Armani can kind of strip can, uh, Joe Armani, Joe um, Salah. Because I personally thought that Armani should be dropped. Um, Joe and Salah can kind of stretch and play more narrow, and maybe try to bring the the centre backs out to the out wide a bit more, and yeah, try to find put passes inside and get and get the goals from there. Um, so I wanted to add to that. Sorry, um, I think today Klopp done a disservice to Jota as well because he played Mane, who wants to be on that left hand side, and Jota, whose best work comes from that left hand side. So one of the two, and one of them has to sacrifice. And I would rather play the man who's in form in his best position, and that's Jota. Um, I think what could have happened was Salah coming to the centre and, and Mane got right because today, to be fair to Joe, he tried his best but he couldn't really get into the game because he kept some interchange with Mane. Um, yeah, he, did, he didn't get much. He didn't get much service though. To be fair as well, he didn't. That's what I'm saying. He didn't, and because he was interchanging, he wasn't getting much service. It, it, it kind of like hindered him as well. So I just rather see Jota playing on that left hand side because you know that's where he's dangerous, and either you play. You look for another way to use money, innit? Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, it's, def- it's definitely a it's, it's definitely a difficult one. Cause I think the four two, I think four two three one has its merits. Both, I think four four two diamond as well definitely has its merits as well in terms of like we're saying, anything that stops the forty yard chip balls out of Salah. Um, that, that's the, that's the true that's the true indication when you know that Liverpool just aren't going to get anything from the game when that starts happening. So anything that really limits that is um, all good in my eyes. So gents, before before we do end the pod, I have got to ask: two goals is what we need. Two goals in the clean sheet next Wednesday. I believe it's next Wednesday when we play. Tougher things have happened again. No credit Anfield. Do you think it is doable? 
Yes. The the reason why it's doable is just because I think Madrid have shown for me that we we I I saw enough in that ten minutes where we were good. For, for for me to believe. It's stupid because it represents about 10% of the game, but that 10% was enough for me to believe we can come back. So yeah, I think we'll do it going to extra time, though I don't see us keeping a clean sheet, so I think we respond with a 3-1 at Anfield and then we battle it out in extra time. But this is passion. It's, it's passion talk. No, I don't think it's doable, man. I just think we're going to I just think Madrid have got to go in them. Um, I don't know if we've got enough enough to um, to counteract that in it. But before I move move on, I don't know why Tobes is here from. Man, are not even in the like Europa League from. Man, are losing to managers in jail, bro. Oh, and he's, he's man. commenting. So, yeah, what is that? What's this, bro? so much energy, bro. Bro, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Sergio, Impact, almost man, impacted man. by Steve Bruce in that as well. Man, yeah, man, 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 man has great content and gets stressed on the weekend about getting packed in by Steve Bruce in that, man. Like, come on, man. Um, go, go, go. Man looks like his cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tobes, remember that, hey, that picture, yeah, of when they lost? But yeah, um, next Wednesday, um, I think it's a tall task, man. But I, I genuinely think we can do it. I, I genuinely think we can get two goals and, and get a win. Like, I think it's a very, very tall task. But there was enough. I, I, that much said. Wait, that, Julian, you saying 2 0? We could. We could. Ross, my could. guy. Okay. Yeah, we could. We could. I, I genuinely feel like. What's crazy about us defensively today is that. I don't think it was bad in a sense where it can't be improved upon. Like, Klopp can't give them a kick up the backside. Because I definitely thought like that's what he done in the second half. He gave them a bit, a bit of a kick up the backside. And I felt like Fabinho not being at his best today definitely didn't help with the defend, defenders performing at their best. So, if Fabinho is at his best and, you know, we're fit and fair, I personally don't, I, I don't, I don't want Mane to start the next game. I can't lie to you. Um, because I feel like we've wasted too much possession and too much time with him. Maybe get Firmino on someone that can make the ball stick, um, as crazy as it sounds for me to say. Um, but yeah, I, two no, we we I think we can do it, man. And if not, we probably do what Mush said and you know three one and probably go to extra time and see what happens there. But um, I don't think I don't think Madrid will score um, will score against us at Anfield. I don't know why. I just I just I just today what from what I saw, Vincentius. I don't know the goals were a bit. I don't know. He, I don't they, know. Were, they were higgy, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, they were very higgy. They're very higgy. Like, Essentius' goal, uh, Vincentius' goal, uh, Vinicius' goal, sorry, were very higgy. Like, I don't. I, I didn't see, like, a lot of patterns of play where I'm like, right, they bopped us. So They, bop, they it, bopped us in the middle third. I don't think anything in the final third was incredible. That's the thing. Yeah. But, yeah, man, we'll see. I, I think we can get a 2-0. If not... We've got got notes being made in the comments, you know. I'm seeing it here, look. You think I give a fuck about these people's notes, bruv? I don't care. You're making notes you're making notes that I'm supporting my team thinking that we're going to win. Ooh nuts in it. Imagine thinking you're not gonna back your own boys, you know. It's just 
I can't it's, relate. I, I don't know about these lot, but I can't relate in it. Like Tobes is out here saying, "Oh yeah," and saying all the books where man is getting bought by guys that are in jail. When we bought these men in the Champions League and they didn't do nothing. Like, <laughs> someone said. Uh, someone said they got bagged by a man like Avion. Man was in the joint saying, put the word back on the street, we back up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. Come on, mate. Oh, my yeah, word. Man. We can do it, man. Just believe in our boys. We, we, I've, I've seen worse, honestly. Like, we've been, we've been through worse, so what's the worst that can happen, man? Exactly, man. Uh, you know, you probably can't say this anymore in PC culture, but it's not over to the fat lady sings. And I'm not clicking on the BB, BBW sec- section on Pornhub anytime soon. So, man, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Um, of course, with everything here from Cop End, you know you're going to get A1 content every single time. Um, we do have, obviously, Aston Villa at the weekend. So, please, if you do want to hear the Aston Villa preview pod that we will be doing later on this week, please do head over to www.patreon.com forward slash Coffin Fracas and sign up today to hear the Aston Villa preview and the whole host of content we do have on the platform. That's it for this week. Um, if you are a rival listening and you have drank the tears of our pain, I hope you enjoyed it. If you are a loyal Coffin subscriber listening in, trying to get a little bit of solace, have a few laughs while we're at work on this on this Wednesday. Hopefully it's not snowing. I'm hoping hoping we brought a little bit of joy into your life. But that has been your episode of Coffee and Fracas for the seventh of April. Recorded on the sixth of April. I have been your host Chris and I've been joined by Julian, Mush and Ellis. Come on Liverpool, let's just let's just do something next week. Come on you let's Ray Network.